Baba Kama Daf Ted Zion, the last thing we're discussing was the five situations where the animal, it's not common for damages and the five situations where it is common for damages. And the Gemara started off with discussing that it sounds like from the first part of the Mishnah that if an animal damaged in the property of the one who has been damaged only has to pay half damages, that's Rabbanan. On the, on the other hand, in the Sefa, we said that the, 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 it would have to pay full damages. So we first answered, like Shmuel, that yes, the first part is Rabbanan, the second part is Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Azar said in the name of Rav, that the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Tarfon, except the first part of the Mishnah is talking about a situation where the one who has been damaged has permission to put his fruits there, but they both have permission to put their bulls over there. And therefore, if it ate, you only have to pay half damages, but in the second part, where it damaged with its, uh, with its horns, you would have to pay full damages. And with that, we're going to start at Zainal Mudalif. Four lines in, in the middle of the line, which says, Amar of Kahana. Rav Kahana said, Amarita lishmata kamed Rav Zevid min I said this uh, this whole back and forth in front of Rav Zevid from the Hada'ah. V'amar then he said, Mimatzit mokmat la kulak rebitafon. Really, could you say the, the Mishnah is entirely rebitafon? Hakatane. But didn't we say, Hashem mo'ed lechot hara'uila? We said that an animal is considered forewarned to eat food that uh, is meant for it. And we understood that only if it ate food that's meant for it to eat, uh, fruits, hay, things like that, things that it doesn't usually eat, uh, if it ate a utensil, if it ate clothing, it's not considered a mu'ad in, in regards to that. You only have to pay half damages. Now, if it's according to Shalem, he said that Karen. If an animal gores in the property of the one who has been damaged, you have to pay full damages, even if it's something that it doesn't usually eat. He holds if it's if the, if the damage has been done in the in the, the one who has been damaged property, that's it. You have to pay full damages. Rather, you have to say Rabbanan. The entire Mishnah goes according to Rabbanan. You have to say. The Mishnah was missing words, and this is the right way to say it. The whole thing goes according to Rabbanan, and you have to say, Hamishat there's five not common actions, goring, pushing, biting, sitting, kicking, and if they've done this three times, they're cons- in these five situations, they're considered forewarned. Veshen varegel, an animal eating or trampling whilst walking, muadin mithilatan, therefore warned to begin with, vehechan ha'adatan, and where are they considered forewarned? Bahatsar hanizak, in the property of the one who has been damaged. And we weren't talking about the keren, an animal goring in the property of the person who has been damaged, where he has to pay full price. We didn't mention that. So that's why Matkifla Ravina Ravina steps in as a question. But later on, we said if an animal damaged in the property of the one who has been damaged, what are we talking about? If we're talking about that, that's why it says Ketzad, meaning we discussed it in the Resha, now we're just continuing with that. But if you're telling me the beginning of the Mishnah didn't mention it, then my Ketzad, then why is it saying the word Ketzad? Meaning, our Mishnah over here is a sort of a, a general Mishnah, which is going to be broken apart in the next Perik, and they're going to explain it piece by piece. So the next uh, Perik starts with Ketzad HaRegel, then there's Ketzad HaShen, and so on and so forth. So if we didn't mention it over here, then why is it discussing it in the next Perik? 
Ela Amarabina, rather Rabina explains Rather, you have to explain that there's missing words here. And this is the way you say it. There's five actions that are considered not common. And if they've done this three times, they're considered forewarned. And animal eating, animal trampling, it's considered forewarned from the beginning. And this, and this is the way they break up the Mishnah, that these are considered the Shor HaMu'ad, because it's done it three times. Now, here's another case. A case where a bull damaged in the property of the one who has been damaged, that's a Mahloket Rabbi Tarfon Virabanan. Rabbanan half damages, Rabbi Tarfon full damages, and we'll see it uh, later on. Now, now there's other animals that are considered Mu'ad straight from the beginning, like these. And Tanan and we have a bright like this. Hamishat Tamin and there's five considered And if they did it three times, they're considered Mu'ad from straight from the beginning. and that's considered Mu'ad. And if uh, ox damaged in the property of the one who has been damaged, and there's also Mu'adim like these straight from the beginning. Now, this uh, Rabina saying that the Mishnah was missing words. Some bring this up, this, this Rabina, they bring it up through a question. Meaning, there's five actions that are considered five Mu'ad. Wait, there's nothing else. You have these six animals that are also considered Mu'ad. Umshani and the Gemara answers, over here, Rabina says that the Mishnah is missing words, and this is the proper way to say it. Hamishat Taminan, these five actions are considered Tam, Vimuadun, if they did it more than three times, Hamishan Muadim, all five are considered Muan. Vishin Varegel Muadin Mithilatan, an animal eating, animal trampling is considered Muad from the beginning. Vizehu and Ashorha Muad, that's considered the Shorha Muad that we're all talking about. Now, Vishora Mazibishutan Izak, if an animal damaged in the property of the one who has been damaged, Mahlokatar Bitafon Virabanan. Vyesh Muadin Aharim Kayotsebelu, and there's also Muadin straight from the get go, even if they didn't do anything, and they are Hazeva Ariva Dova Namerva Badinasva Nahash. Next, the Mishnah said, It's uncommon for an animal to just sit on utensils and break them. That's only if it's sat on big uh, utensils and it broke them. However, but small uh, utensils, if it's uh, sat on a cup and broke it, okay, that's normal, and therefore you have to pay full damages. It's, uh, the, we're going to say that the following part helps with Bilazar. An animal is considered forewarned to, while it's walking, it breaks uh, human beings, it, works, it breaks other animals, it breaks uh, utensils. And we're obviously talking about uh, small things that it's easy for it to, to trample or break or to push or to shove while it's walking. But if it was big, it wouldn't be an issue. And the Gemara says, no, because Dilma Minatsad, maybe that Braita was talking about an animal that pushed, uh, they use utensils or this human being or this other animal w- with its body. 
And that's common, and we're not talking about animal sitting. Here we're trying to talk about an animal just sitting on things. So maybe it's not talking about the same thing. Now, some say that Rabbi Lazar said, Don't say that we're talking about the big utensils that's not common. But, uh, but you're going to say that with small utensils it's considered common, and therefore you have to pay uh, full damages. No, but we're going to even say that small uh, utensils, also not common for it, and therefore you only have to pay half damages if it's sat on a small cup. I think my a question, but we have about that says, an animal is considered forewarned to uh, crush a human being, another animal or utensils, and it sounds like uh, small utensils, and animals considered forewarned. And Amar bil Azar Dilma Minatsad. No, maybe that by that's talking about where he pushed it with his body, but but not actually sit on it. So we're not talking about the same thing. Now, some bring this as a contradiction between Braithot and Rabbi Lazar answering. Where Tanan Velodirbots, the Mishnah said that the animal is not considered forewarned to just sit on things. And the other end, we have a Braitha that says that an animal is forewarned to crush people, animals, and uh, utensils. And Rabbi Lazar explained, It depends. If it's uh, large utensils, then it's not common. If it's small utensils, it is common. Next, we said there are six animals that are considered uh, mu'ad always. The wolf, the lion, and so on. My bardilas, what's a bardilas? So, Amar nafreza. Rav Yudah explained it's a nafreza. So like my asks, my nafreza, what's a nafreza? So Amar of Yosef, apa. It's some sort of dangerous rodent that uh, that damages. So now the Gemara has a question. Metive, we have a bright answer. Rabbi Meir Omer, Afat Sabua, he also added the hyena. Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer, Afat Nahash, also the snake. Ve'amar Yosef, Sabua, Azo Apa. Rav Yosef explained that the Sabua is the apa, the hyena is the apa that we're talking about. Meaning... Abadilas, if that's the apa, then what did Rabbi Meir add when he said afat savwa? Meaning, just saying the same thing. So the Gemara explains la kashya kan betzavwa zachar kan betzavwa nekeva. Depends if it's a female or male. So our Mishnah mentioned the bardelas, which is also called an apa. The apa is the female bardelas. And Rabbi Meir said that no, also the tzavwa, which is the male bardelas, is also considered an apa. Detanya. And and the bright like the brayta says, Sabwa zakhar the hashev ashanim nasi atalif. This hyena, the male hyena, after seven years becomes a bat. Atalif the hashev ashanim nasi arpad. The atalif the bat after seven years turns into an arpad, a different type of bat. And arpad and this big bat la hashev ashanim nasi kimosh it becomes a kimosh some sort of bad plant. Kimosh la hashev ashanim nasi hoah kimosh turns into a hoah also a bad type of plant tree something like that. Hoah la hashev ashanim nasi shed and this hoah after seven years turns into a demon. Shidroshel adam la hashev ashanim nasi nahash a human spine after seven years in the grave turns into a snake. Vehanemi led the lock harab modim that's only if he didn't bow down by modim. And Tosfot explains, it's a midah keneged midah, hachamim said to bow down modim like a snake, and you didn't bow down like a snake, so now it's going to turn into a snake. And now, going back to the Braita Amar, more, we send the Braita Rabbi Meir Omer Afat Savwa, Rabbi Lazar Omer Afat Nahash. Rabbi Meir adds the Savwa, Rabbi Lazar also adds the Nahash. 
Now the problem is didn't we learn the Mishnah that Rabbil Azar Omer Bizman Shehen Benitarabut Enan Muadin Vanahash Muad Olam? Sounds like Rabbi Lazar holds that if all these six animals, if they're domesticated, they're not considered Muad, but the snake is always considered Muad. So it sounds like from Rabbi Lazar that all, that all the other animals in the world are considered tam. They're not considered forewarned to damage. Only the snake is considered forewarned to damage. So the Gemara explains tene nahash. You have to take away the word af, meaning he's not coming to add onto Mishnah. He's coming to argue, just nahash, meaning only the nahash is considered forewarned, not the other animals. So you have to take away the word af. And Amar Shemuel Aribe Shut Arabim, a lion walking down the street, the person has a lion, Daras Ve'achal Patur. If it just uh, found the sheep, uh, ate it while it's still alive, Patur, the owner does, doesn't have to pay. However, Taraf Ve'achal Hayav. But if it trampled that sheep, uh, killed it, and then it ate it, then, it is liable, then the owner is liable to pay. And the Gemara explains, Daras ve'achal, patur, the reason if he ate it while it's still alive, patur, kevandor helemidras, because that's normal for it. It becomes havale kemoshe achla perot virakot. It becomes, uh, it's as if a regular animal ate fruits and vegetables. The havale shen bershut arabim. It becomes shen, an animal eating food that doesn't belong to it in reshut arabim, and upatur, you don't have to pay. However, taraf, once it kills and then eats, that's lav or hayu. The lions don't usually do that. The lions just eat even while the sheep is still alive. So once it killed it, then ate it, that's not normal. And since it's not normal, then you have to pay half damages. So, it sounds like an, a lion killing something is not normal. It says in the Pasuk that a lion kills for its children. The Gemara explains, before, before its children, for its cubs it kills, but not for itself. But the Pasuk says, But it chokes other animals in order to bring it to his wife. You're right, but not for himself. The Gemara says, he, he fills his holes wherever he keeps his food. He fills it with, with other animals, dead animals. It sounds like he does kill. The Gemara says, yes, Bishvil Horav, to save for later, he does do it, but to eat it on the spot is not normal. But his Ma'on, wherever he lives, it's full of Terefot, animals that he killed. You're right, Bishvil Ma'onotav, it's for his house, that he keeps for later, but for an animal, but for a lion to kill and eat on the spot is not normal. Now the Gemara says, Vihatanya, Vichen Hayash, Nichnesal Hatsar Nizak, Tarfa Behema Vachla, Basar, Meshalem, Nezek Shalem. Same thing, if an animal, a wild animal, not domesticated animal, goes into the property of the one who has been damaged and it ate an animal over there, meaning first it killed and then it ate, he has to pay full damages. So you see, it is normal for an animal to kill and then eat, and that goes against what Shmuel wanted to say. That it's not common for an animal to kill and then eat. So the Gemara explains, What are we talking about over here? Shetarfa lehaniyah. The wild animal killed, you know, to save the food for later. The Gemara says, Yeah, but ha achlakat anibet says it killed and then it ate. It changed its mind. It came back after a second and ate it. So the Gemara says, How could you know such a thing? How do you know what's going on in this wild animal's head? And more so, Maybe with Shmuel's case, where he said that the lion that uh, killed and then ate in Rishut Arabim is Hayav, for half damage is Dil Maybe we're talking about a situation like this, where the lion trampled for later, then came back and ate. 
it's supposed to be normal in a shoot arabim if it was if it killed it to save the food for later, and therefore the person should be patur. So Amar of Nachman by Itzhak, no, the Braita, it's Tadin Katan, it's talking about different things. Meaning, the case number one is Tarfalaniyah, if the animal killed in order to save for later, or Darsavachla, or case number two is when the animal walks into the person's yard, Darsavachla, it trampled an animal, killed it, and ate it right away. Since those two cases are normal, therefore, Mishalem, it is like Shalem, you have to pay full price, full, uh, full damages. Rabbi Na'amar, usually a lion kills and eats on the spot. And therefore, if it kills in a shoot harabim, it's patur because that's normal. Ki ka'amar Shmuel, when Shmuel said he's hayav, that's be'ari tarbut. We're talking about a domesticated lion that doesn't usually damage. Ve'libad Rabbi Lazar, according to Rabbi Lazar, de'amar lavorhe. Like Rabbi Lazar said, if it's domesticated, it's not common for it to damage. I mean, the Brayta was talking about a regular lion, and Shmuel was talking about a domesticated lion. The Gemara says, "Ihach." If Shmuel was talking about a domesticated lion, Afilu Darsa Nami Lachiyav. Then, even if it trampled an animal in Rishut Arabim, he should also be liable because it's not common. It's considered like a not common uh, care, and you should be you should have to pay half damages even in Rishut Arabim. Ela the Ravina lava Shmuel Itmar. Rather, you have to say Ravina was not talking on Shmuel. Rather, Ela Amatnita. Rather, he was talking on the Braita. The Braita said, if a wild animal walks into a, a yard of someone and it ate, uh, trampled and killed an animal and ate it over there, you have to pay full price. And Ravina explained, Kitane Matnita Baritarbut. When you have to pay full damages, that that's if it's a, a domesticated lion. It's not normal. You still have to pay. It's not normal for it. So the Gemara says, If it's not normal, then then you have to pay half damages, not full damages. So the Gemara explains, no, the Baita is talking about the Ayad. It's already been a couple of times. It's a Shor Mu'ad already. Or in this case, an Ari Mu'ad. So the Brayta doesn't go against Shmuel. Shmuel was talking about a lion that has not ate three times, hasn't trampled three times, and the Brayta was talking about where it trampled three times. The Gemara says, Yihach, if that's the case, then my Then why did they mention this case by the the Shen? Meaning, it it sounds like the Shen here's a here's a subcategory of Shen. Really, Really, they should mentioned as a subcategory of Keren. In the next Perek, where we start talking about uh, different cases, we put this case with Shen, not with Keren. Really, if we're talking about trampling, it should be part of Keren. And the Gemara of Kasha, good question. The Gemara didn't respond. Next Mishnah. Ma ben tam le mu'ad. What's the difference between a short tam and a short mu'ad? The tam, if an animal didn't gore three times, then it only has to pay half damages and from the animal's body. Meaning if the animal damaged something and you would have to pay for half that, you could only take that half from the animal's body. So let's say the half is worth more than the animal's body, then too bad, you're lost out. Now, on the other hand, if it's been already three times, it's considered forewarned, you have to pay full damages and from the best property that you have. 
Meaning, even if the bull that gored isn't worth that much, too bad. It's gonna you're gonna have to sell your house in order to pay for these damages. Now the Gemara asks, my Aliyah, what's considered from the top? From the top of his uh, of his properties, meaning from his top his best traded assets. You see the same thing by Hiskiyao. King Yehezkiah passed away, they buried him with his fathers, and they put him in the best burial spots of the Bene David, of David's family. They put him with the top of that family, who they put him with, David Ushlomo. And by the way, the Zaman here explains the reason Yehezkiah was buried there is because one of his slaves... Uh, Shebna wanted to uh, cause a rebellion, and he even uh, he even made himself a burial spot where Hezekiah was supposed to be buried. Meaning, he went to the David Amelech uh, family plot, and he wherever Hezekiah was supposed to be, he made himself a, a, a grave over there. And after the rebellion fell apart, Hachamim felt bad to put Hezekiah in the spot that Shebna dug up. It was sort of uh, disrespectful. And there, so they put him in a better spot next to David and Shlomo. And the Pasuk says, They buried him in the burial spot in David. And they put him in a in a, in the in the grave where he filled with besamim uh, spices and znim. So the Gemara asks, "My besamim was znim? What does that mean? Spices and znim? Rebiel Azar Amar zine zine different types of uh, spices, flowers, things like that." Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani Amar besamim shekol hameriach bahen badi dezima. It was besamim that anyone smells it would get to znut. It had a very enticing uh, smell. Now, once we're on the concept of uh, graves, Yirmiya, uh, uh, he was complaining in front of the people of Anatot. The people of Anatot were bothering Yirmiya, they wanted to kill him. It said, They dug his grave and they were preparing traps for his feet. They suspected him of being with the Zona, and Yirmiya was a Kohen, he was not allowed to be with the Zona. Rabbi Shmuel ben Ahmani Amash Hashadum Eshet Ish. They suspected him of being with an Eshet Ish. So, according to, I understand, according to the one who says that they suspected of him being with a uh, Zona, and that's why it says Shuha, Hainu Dichtiv, Ki Shuha Amuka Zona. It says a Zona is a very deep uh, Shuha. It's like a grave. But according to one who says that they suspect him of being with a married woman, what is Shuha? So the Gemara says, You tell me an Eshet Ish from her husband is not considered a Zona? Of course it's a Zona also. And again, the Gemara asks, But I understand, according to the one who says that they suspected him of being with a married woman, I now understand what it says, Hashem, you knew all their ideas how to try to kill me. Meaning they were going to say that he was with an Eshet Ish, so this way Betin could kill him. But according to the one who said that they suspected him of being with the Zona, what's uh, the death over here? So the Gemara explains that that rabbi would explain they put him in a well of cement. So they tried to make him be with the zona, but they also tried to actually kill him by putting him in a well of cement. Darash rabbi, my dichtiv, 
יהיו מוכשלים לפניך בעת אפיך עשה בהם. It says in the continuation of Yirmiyah's words, they should all, he was cursing those uh, people, the people of Anatot, they should always be uh, falling in front of you, and even when you're angry, punish them. Now, Rabbah's problem was as follows. The psukim before that, Yirmiyah was cursing them. He was cursing their children. He was cursing their, their, their wives. He was cursing uh, the, the, the people over there. So what's this last uh, pasuk that they should always be uh, trampled, they should always be, uh, fall in front of you? So, Amar Yirmiyah, Lifnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rebona Sholem, Afilu B'Sha'ash Sha'osin Tzedakah, even at the time doing Tzedakah, and they're trying to fix their mistakes, Hachshilam B'Bnei Adam She'enan Mehuganim, I want you to trick them, make them give it to the wrong people, people don't really need Tzedakah, K'deh Sh'eloi Kabelu Alehen Sachar, so they don't get rewarded for that. Now, going back to Hiskiah, they honored him at his death. We learn from here that they may, that they set up a yeshiva by his grave, meaning to learn. And argued about this. One of them said it was for three days. And one of them said for seven days. And some say it was 30 days. And Tosafot explained that Hiskiyah was honored with this because in his time he made sure there was more Torah learning, he made sure every child was a baki in Tum'an Tahara. So it was sort of a midah keneged midah, a thank you for uh, the work he's done. And again, it wasn't exactly by his grave, it was four amot away because you're not allowed to learn right by a grave. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.